Welcome to the Chrome Show. Welcome to the Chrome Show. Welcome to the Crumb Show. Welcome to the Crumb Show. Welcome to the Crumb Show. I'm Fat Chicarella, Jesse Marchese, Chris Reynolds, and Jerry Joe Pesci. Here at the Crumb Show, we usually get into the Crumb side of life, but tonight's a very special episode. We have our very first guest. We're very happy to have Mr. Soul Joel Richardson. Thanks for having me, fellas. All right. <laughs> it's good to see you guys. It's right a great on. studio. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. A lot of hard work went into it. I'm very proud of it. Sounds good. Looks good. Right on. Trying to be Thank professional you. here, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Right on. Uh, first of all, thank you for coming. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, Got a little fame in here today. Yeah, man. It's a little <laughs> bit of celebrity status, hoping for that Soul Joe bump. Who's coming? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but normally, here we start with one of Chris's crumb stories. He's our resident storyteller. He has uh, a million crumb stories locked and loaded. So we figured we'll start with one of his uh, oldies but goodies and uh, see what you think, and we'll get into that a little bit. Yeah, because, you know, growing up, I met a lot of crumbs, different crumbs, you know, good crumbs, bad crumbs, mostly, mostly bad, though. So this guy, friend of the family, wife kicks him out, comes over, asks to stay. My parents say, fine. He's a cool older guy, so I say, oh, look. We'll hang out with this guy, but he's like, oh, I'm gonna go. To, I'm tired. I just want to go to sleep, and kept pushing me to go. So I was like, All right, I'll go to bed then. Turns out next, I woke Wait, up. He forced you to. He didn't he force me like to, to do bed. anything in bed. <laughs> <laughs> he just said, I'm not this you know, time. Go to yeah, that's a different story. Come on, but no, he uh, said just go to bed, and I'm I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm like, All right, fine. We woke up the next morning. We, our TV's gone. Our stereo's gone. We have four tickets to the Phillies game gone a bunch of other valuables gone never seen the guy again how old how old were you like 15 holy shit what a yeah. great guy yeah. yeah how about that like you know you, you got a family friend i never heard try to do him a favor it's fucked up that's a dirty crumb that's like the dirtiest of the crumbs. How many, TVs, like how many TVs and stereos had to replace? <laughs> because of one guy. <laughs> Not because of just that guy, uh, but I'm just saying. So we were kind of like, uh, I guess it's time to re-up. Like, no yeah. better TV. And just well, this time. was still the 90s, so that TV <laughs> right. was big it was shit. Still right yeah. there, he had to work to get your shit. Yeah. What was your stepdad's reaction to that? Because he's a crumb too, right? Well, yeah, what? yeah, usually we talk about my stepdad. He's like the biggest crumb of all time, but he didn't. He, uh, you know, I don't even know what reaction he had. I don't think, I think he was just 
angry, but he wasn't really somebody who could do anything about it. Though. Nah, you know why? Because yeah. that piece of shit sold his shit with him. <laughs> wow. like yeah, shit. he probably yeah. got some of the money. I think he was involved. You know what? That's funny. I never thought about that. He might have got cut of that. Yeah. Yeah. Crumbs usually work together, especially the dirty ones. My old man would have been upstate for that. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, no doubt about that. But anyway, yeah, that's... <laughs> So uh, next yeah. episode, we're finding him kicking his ass. <laughs> you just have to subscribe to the Patreon for that, though. <laughs> well, like, that, yeah, it was it was in the nineties, but uh, still, like, you know, you try to help somebody out, yeah. part of the family. So if you were at the Phillies up. game thirty years ago and you seen a crumb in box seats, let us know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who were the Phillies playing? Remember? Nah, actually, nah. was the Braves. It's always the Braves. Yeah. yeah. That's terrible. That's uh goes along with the old saying, no good deed goes unpunished. That's right. Shit happens. It's like, you know, you can't trust anybody. Did you guys, you said it happened more than once. Oh, yeah. So, like, did you kind of, like, know, like, when you had a guest, something was going to get stolen? No, it wasn't by guests. Like, you know, just we'd sometimes come home and our house was empty. Okay. A couple, it happened only... The fir- like the first time it happened, it was I was probably very young, and we just moved to Norristown. Right. And then the next time we were a little older, and not a lot of stuff got taken, but the TV, of course, and and like some other. First one was just a welcome to Norristown. <laughs> yeah. It, he yeah. must have really wanted because the TVs back then were no. Heavy. This was, yeah, but this wasn't the same guy though. Like that guy was just the one random guy we knew. He just he was we knew the guy. It wasn't like, you know, we let him in. These other people were not invited. Well, I guarantee your stepdad burned him before. Yeah. So he's probably like, I'm taking this shit. And, you know, that sucks that (laughs) some of your stuff got stolen and and a lot of people's, you know, stuff gets stolen in the hood. But a lot of the stuff we got fell off a truck. (laughs) That's right. So... You know, you don't know. The only thing that happened to me that was similar to that, uh, I I had a kid that came over, uh, I had a a Freddy Krueger glove. And it was right before Halloween. And it's one of those things where my mom's just yelling at me. She's like, you misplaced it. You lost it. I knew you, this was going to happen before you start playing with it. Before Halloween. <laughs> looking for it. And I'm like, mom, I swear to God, it's not. And I had a kid that was kind of a little rough around the edges over the day before. And just an epiphany, you could tell. My mom's like, you don't think your friend Sam took it, do you? And I called him and he was like, no, I think it's under your bed. And I was like, nah, dog, it's not under my bed. Trust me. I have yet, my mom had yelled at it. I went down three times. It's not there. He comes over and gives it to me. He's like, I'm sorry about that. He stole it. That's like, that was my Halloween costume, yeah, dog. Just the rest of the costume. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, he came over and admitted to you? And, and, and gave it back. How old were you? Uh, there was probably... We were still in elementary school, so it was like oh, fourth grade, maybe. Well, it's pretty good for him for manning up at that age, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I would have had that in me at that age. Yeah. I would have threw it away and be like, I don't know what happened to your glove. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just ruin your Halloween. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's pretty low stealing off a friend, but then he yeah. came back with it. Yeah. Admit to it. Manned so. up, man. Yeah. Get, I guess his conscience got thrown there. Is that yeah. a bad? Is that a bad crumb? Yeah, that's a crumb. That's a crumb. That's but a you crumb, know what? But he, he, came, but he came back and he yeah, redeemed himself. Redeemed himself. See, because like I said, <laughs> and like, then he became cake. <laughs> see how it works is like we say. There's like little difference in crumbs. There's the crumbs that you know you don't mind, and then there's like the the real bad crumbs like that you can't redeem. Yeah, there's yeah, no redeeming yeah, yeah. them. Like my stepdad and this other crumb. 
your guy, he's still a crumb because he stole it, but he's not that bad of a crumb because he gave it back. Yeah. But yeah. once you once you steal, you're just a crumb. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's hard to trust. Later, he would freeze his brain on nitrous at a Dave Matthews concert. So. <laughs> oh. Okay. Been there that, a couple times. That was. <laughs> yeah. That was just a yeah uh, just a short insight of what would come. Yeah. Twenty twenty five years later. <laughs> no, nah, probably like fifteen twenty years later. Yeah. It happens. That nitrous shit is a wild wild world, dude. Last. I don't know if it was last year. I think it was the year before, two years ago. I was at the same concert, but different tailgate. <laughs> oh, yeah, I dig it. Different party. Yeah. Uh, but me and Jerry were in Atlantic City, and it was a weekend. There was a fish concert down there. So as you're walking down a boardwalk, you just constantly hear, psh, 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 and everybody had balloons and was huffing the balloons. And we're wandering around, you know, all night up and down the boardwalk, and it was packed, the boardwalk. And uh, it was crazy. It wasn't just like hippies with the, the beach is free. You got to pay for the nitrous balloons. <laughs> <laughs> about it. It wasn't just like the hippies you would imagine at a fish concert with the balloons. It was like ten, like middle aged, like fifty year old executives with like button up shirts and shit. A guy walking. I remember seeing a guy walking over, you know, white hair, balding, double fisting balloons, waving them to his other. <laughs> You know, five or ten middle-aged... All the ha- all the air his lungs can handle. <laughs> they, call, they call him He yuppies, was waving them, right? and then they started taking selfies. Like, taking pictures and shit with this guy in the balloons behind everybody. And then in, later at night, we were walking around. I was probably they weren't doing that at Woodstock, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> there was no selfies. The next morning, the boardwalk was covered in fucking balloons. Not the next morning, maybe four o'clock in the morning. All the crowd was gone. The boardwalk was covered with balloons, like confetti almost, <laughs> looking like New Year's Eve next morning. By 10 o'clock, every fucking balloon was gone. Yeah, it was amazing. It was like they attacked it. So were the brain cells. So were the brain Fried. cells. Fried. Well, exactly. <laughs> there's a big bulletin board. We went there not too long ago when we went. Uh, there's a bulletin board advertising nitrous, like uh, flavored nitrous mm. like for like consumption. I think right, it's like right. legal or something. Yeah, I don't know. And they're like, and they, I don't know why or how, but it was a big bulletin board. Or yeah. Not bulletin board. That's, just, uh, that's crazy. Whatever it is. Big A's. A billboard. Billboard. There you Th- go. Thank you. Need you guys. <laughs> be all right. I'll be all right. Uh, you know, nitrous? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's Maybe that's the problem. But no. There, and it was advertising that it was legal almost. So yeah, maybe it is. Know, but I... I don't know. At our age, we can't. We cannot do nah. it. No. No, no, no. We no, need no. all the brain cells. Yeah, we got enough bad habits. Yeah. Right. Nitrous. <laughs> That's <laughs> when I realized I was really getting old. When we were walking down there, and I'm looking at everybody, and I see a girl just sitting there, like, damn near ready to fish out. Mm. She was, like, fucking 15. Right, I thought yeah. it was 14. I'm like, oh, The old oh. Kensington nod? Yeah. She, like, when, we, when she looked at me as I'm walking past, we, like, connected eyes and shit. She, like, picked her head up. I'm just like, go home. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then two seconds later, it started pouring rain. That's the sad part, because you see oh kids like God. that, and we have kids that age now, and you're just like, damn. You know? Yeah. It's like... Yeah, it's, it's sad. sad oh, boy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, teenage years get scary. Especially nowadays, like they're dealing with stuff we have no idea. Yeah, how to, you know what's going on, and I'm just glad that social media and cell phones weren't around. Right, yeah. definitely. Because yeah. like I I I put out thoughts now. <laughs> <laughs> 
And I'm like, but then you just can't take it back. Like, like I was, uh, we were joking around that my dad's coming back now. My dad, you'll never hear a white guy say this. My dad lives in China. Oh, shit. Oh, wow. So he left open, uh, was here to open up Soul Joel's in 2019, went home, uh, went back uh, before Thanksgiving. Um, and then he, because of all the travel and COVID, he hasn't been able to leave. So I told my sisters, I go, I think he's coming. He's because he asked me where I put my comics up in a hotel. And I go, why would he all of a sudden randomly tell me that? Right. And, and I, and I joked around and I'm, I'm just like the 12 year old kid waiting for my dad to come home. Like, <laughs> he should be home any minute now. <laughs> and he's I went coming, like I'm th- telling you. Yeah. And I went like this because my two sisters left to uh, go play soccer. They have a intramural league, like a over 40 or no, no they're not over 40, <laughs> but they would yeah, kill me if they trouble. said that. Right. Yeah. yeah, An adult league. Cut God, I, I'm the old. Yeah. Well, I did this in post. <laughs> <laughs> But I turned around, and my two older nieces were having so much fun. They were Snapchatting me. Uh, and they were just like, ah, they were dying. I'm like, that was on film? I mean, I don't care. Right, right. Let, let it go viral. I could use the boost. But, like, <laughs> can you just live in the moment? Like, like I had my back turned for one second, and your poor uncle. Yeah. I live in the basement. You can't freaking let me have a moment. Right. Yeah, right. Got to kick a man. Yeah. Just every second, they're just, they don't live in the moment. They just, they're living the moment <laughs> while recording it. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that there Crazy. wasn't phones back then. I think about like how we how we functioned back then without phones. Because like I, I live in Coatesville, and if I get the King of Prussia to go to work, I'll turn around and drive home to get my phone. Right. So you, you try to figure out like how the hell did we live back then without phones? Dude, it was just like me coming here tonight. It's 1988. Yeah. Right. I told you I'm gonna be here at seven. I gotta meet you here at seven, and then all of a sudden, if I don't show up, you gotta be like, "Well, something happened to Joel." What are you gonna text him or whatever? Yeah, but it's like, yeah. dude, you gotta kick it old school, right? Yeah. Not only that, I can imagine having that access to porn when I was fifteen years old. <laughs> I mean, I would have no dick. You'd have carpal tunnel. Yeah, syndrome. I don't know how yeah. these kids do it today. Like, stuck like geez. a GI Joe right. man. <laughs> <laughs> There's porn everywhere. It's right at your fingertips. Yeah, this generation is not perverts like we were. Yeah, They're a little bit different. They're perverts, but a little different than we were. I guess that's what happens when it's forced on you like that. You don't care. You know what I mean? Like, we had to use magazines, so, you know. Yeah, we had to catch a glimpse. Yeah. Now they can just look at it. You had Any to work one time they, Yeah, you had to work for it a little bit. Sneak, like, a peek behind the, like, the counter at the 7-Eleven where they had it in a rack behind the, the counter. Yeah. I remember finding yeah. my dad's uh, Playboys from, like, the 70s. And, like, he didn't even <laughs> keep them in his room. He kept them, like, under. Like in the dining room, we had a hutch. And then the hutch bottom was, like, where we kept all our junk. You know, it was like junk, and there was fucking Playboys in there. No shit. What yeah. year was this? <laughs> this is I don't know, late eighties. And you and they were from the seventies. Yeah, seventy. Yeah, yeah. Because he, yeah, before he got married, he got married seventy four. So okay. Yeah. We were still in Roars for it, and I I went to ask a guy. I go, this is your last warning before I throw you out of here. And he goes, oh, you're gonna mess me up. And I go, no, I'm Joel. I'm just I just want you to everybody to be safe and have a good time. You're now interrupting other people a comedy show it's a listening party people don't realize that they don't need help just be quiet he goes what i'm going to do is i'm going to do this i'm going to give you and your team free porn <laughs> he goes i'm a porn producer Whoa. turns out he was like only like he he uh managed only girl uh only fans uh-huh. girls on only fan. <laughs> okay. but i'm also like dude what is this 1992 yeah <laughs> like do you have a bunch of tapes in your trunk like yeah. wu-tang yeah 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 like free porn it's called the internet i don't yeah. need it from you dude yeah i got a wi-fi connection right. i don't need to get free porn from you like that's right. oh gross you like, a porn hub? Yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. i don't need whatever you're talking right. like this one's my honeymoon right <laughs> I, I, unless it's a passcode <laughs> yeah right and with him it was probably first one's free you right get the first one free yeah. oh then you got to subscribe yeah. to you know it's just wild is that how it goes chris <laughs> well I, 
So I would imagine. I would imagine. Yeah. yeah. You know, we are crumbs. Most people, when they, you know, our age, when they are nostalgic, like he was like, I don't know how we functioned. It usually reverts to directions and GPS, like... How did we ever get anywhere with yeah. GPS telling you where to go? Matt goes to the porn. You crumbs instantly go to jerking off. Yeah, of course. Not, infor- not information. Every bit of information <laughs> ever, ever written down since the history of time is at your fingertips. You're worried about jerking off in a closet or a bathroom somewhere. Yeah, that's because it was just so rough when we were teenagers. Yeah, with the magazine, trying to hold one hand with the magazine, hold steady. You know, if you yeah. lose the page, you're done. You got to start all over again. Yeah, but I hear you. Got an ima- back then we had to use our imagination. Did you have no imagination? Oh, of course I did. There's plenty of chicks on TV like Marianne from Gilligan's Island. Yeah. Mm, all Marianne. the other chicks. You know, you picture that. You don't need. You Talk don't slower need, next time. Nice updated that. reference. Uh, well, yeah. I'm, yeah, right. I'm Thanks, old, Boomer. She's only 90 now. <laughs> I, I feel weird any other. You know, I like to go older. That way I don't feel creepy trying to pick like a girl that might be, might have been at a. Uh, you could have How old is she now? Dead. She's dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she is, actually. My old man only ever really had two, like, Playboys, and I, I got them. One is in Braille. The cover's in Braille. And yeah. shit. And the other one's Vanna White. Right, In yeah. Braille? What would a blind person do with a Playboy? Read the stories, man. He's Great stealing stories. her tits. <laughs> you know, now, now, you're not technically a comic, right? Because you don't perform. That was a perfect setup joke. Well, that's what they say. <laughs> you're like, Thinking one's Braille and the other's Vanna White. That's why there's two. Oh. Spanking, it makes you go blind. Uh, <laughs> you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. I didn't realize. Well done. Well done. Back to you guys. He yeah. won't go up. He won't, he won't go up. He won't go up. Okay. I'm He's, good. Good. He's the sharpshooter here. Un- unrelated. I'm just there He won't go up. <laughs> oh, wait, yeah. No, no, he won't go up on stage. I know uh, what you meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But for the <laughs> listeners out there. <laughs> Speaking of porn, though, like I, I don't knock anybody for what they do, but paying for porn is ridiculous. I, yeah, you know, like I, I don't understand how these these things, like only, even OnlyFans, anything, like I'm not paying for porn. You guys really tackle the hard topics here. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, this the is how crumbs think, people. Well, you know? I, this is how you think. You brought yeah, up porn. Yeah, that's yeah. The, I don't. I'm. I'm but not. But I was thinking it already. <laughs> I know you were. I've seen but, your uh, eyes. It's America, okay? Anybody can Sex make elf. a dollar. This is what, ha- like, you know, people are willing to help out, like, college students or single moms trying to make a buck. Why not? I think that's an excuse to pay for it. Like, whatever you need to say to yourself yeah. to make yourself feel better. But let's uh, let's switch topics from porn. Yeah. You know yeah. what? How about that? Yeah, we can do that. How about that? How about uh, <laughs> switch it over? We don't actually talk about porn. Oh, I was all just joking, time, man. Okay? Dude, dude. I'm just making sure the listeners know. Yeah, this this just happens to be. Uh, but if we have to, we got on a tangent we'll switch it a over. Bit. Yeah, unless you like that. We talk about porn a lot. A okay, lot. we really do. <laughs> <laughs> but as you guys know, the three of us uh, do open mic night at Soul Joel's at Sunnybrook up in Pottstown, PA. And tonight, our illustrious guest is. Soul Joel, so we're going to get into some open mic comedy talk here and uh, get Joel's input on this and that and go through comedy. I'm sure everybody has something to say. We all love comedy and comics and stuff, so yeah, the open mic's going good. Uh, I hosted last week. We're in a revolving group of guys that host up there every week on Tuesday nights at 7, so don't forget that. did a killer job, too, I'm going to add. You did uh, great hosting last week. Thanks. Appreciate oh, yeah. that. Yeah. Appreciate that. It was a little weird. Like You're natural. I know 
I never did it before. And and the week well, I did do it the very first time, but it was just I think four maybe five comics, and uh, I didn't really present it like a show because they all kind of just wanted to go up and just spit it out and get the hell out of there. <laughs> so everybody just you know I did. But now you got audience members, which is what we had in Royers for. We used to have more audience members than comics sometimes. Oh you know? really? Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We had it was a decent crowd this week. Last week there was a decent crowd. It's just a little different hosting, you know from. When you're not that experienced of uh, doing open mics and having the same five-minute set, because we were, like, beating ourselves up for a while. Like, oh, we've got to do five new minutes every week, five minutes No, every that's week. the biggest mistake. Oh, yeah. We found that out. Yeah. <laughs> Memory-wise, it's hard as shit. But without there being many audience members there, it did end up being the same guys, the same comics that were there. And plus, it was a good, it's a good practice anyway, in my mind, to just keep writing, because I try to write something every day. So it is a good practice for me to just keep writing and then have to memorize something on the fly. Like, a lot of the shit I write, I write it uh, in the afternoon. Like, I have the premises and everything, and it's maybe four minutes. I'm like, oh, that's good. But then when I'm going through it, trying to memorize it, I'm like, maybe I should say this or switch it around. So I'm writing it, like, four o'clock for a seven o'clock well that's why a lot of guys end up uh recording it because sometimes when you're saying stuff off the flyer ad-libbing it's not about what you say but it's how you say it and, and it's get to the funniest faster it's like a, a fourth grade grammar lesson where you're like what one of those sentences can you just eliminate right and and it still makes sense so it's all about getting to the funniest fastest right so yeah. it's it's always should be set up set up punchline and that rhythm set up set up punchline so even if you're telling a story you still have jokes within that story. Right, yeah. Um, but sometimes, you know, you're like, oh, that... I, I do it all the time where, like, uh, you're like, oh, man, I, if I just say that, it would be, you know, it'd be a lot funnier. Right, yeah. I, uh, I actually, in one of my bits is uh, you learn a lot about the inner workings of comedy. I think they call it, like, inside baseball. Just in their conversations, like, one of them that really drops a lot of knowledge is Mark Norman... Shout out, Mark Ooh, Norman. Killer. Love to have you here. <laughs> but uh, just in this conversation, because he's such a comedy robot, he's always just dropping little things. And uh, like the uh, what's it called? the rule of three, I never even heard of that before. I, you know, I read up on it. What's that? Makes a lot of sense. For some reason, three examples of something just makes something funnier. Oh, I got you. you know, I don't know, but I try to do it. I've actually never heard that, but I mean, I mean it makes sense. Okay. And then... Uh, the currency of words, what you just said about cutting stuff out. He, I heard it from Norman, too. The currency of words, like, just cut out that bullshit and get to the funny part. Like, you set it up good enough. And the sounds uh, uh, C and K are always funnier. Oh, really? Yeah, like uh, saying Coke instead of Pepsi. Uh, For whatever reason, the k sound okay. is yeah, makes people... Pop. Yeah, has a pop. More Coke. Than, yeah, Coke than Pepsi. <laughs> okay. Yeah. These are all good t tips, folks. Hit that subscribe button. Actually, when you <laughs> go back to what you said in the beginning about the setup, setup punch, I don't know if it was my first, I think it was my second time doing the open mic up there. And I guess from the comedians that I'm like into, I was trying to like emulate that style of kind of a longer story that it really didn't make sense or go anywhere. It was just a bunch of a story with a couple of things that I thought were funny. So then I guess you had seen it, and then as I was leaving, you were like, yo, because oh, I went up, 
I wanted to do it off my head. It was the first thing you said. Yeah, I wanted to you do it off You set it up, head. what I said. Set up, set up, punchline. And I, and, I, and I could tell right. you didn't do it on purpose, but it was no. what you said. No, I did not have the, uh, let me do set up, set up, punch. It was just because a week before I needed my phone. Yeah. And when you look at your phone and it's not right where you want, it takes, it fucks you up and it takes a minute. So I, and I think you also told me muscle memory is how you remember shit. Yeah. So I tried to remember this thing, remember it. And I said, I'm going out there with no phone and no notes. And then the line was, I'm doing this with no phone, no notes, and no underwear. Yeah, and see? Then, mm -hmm. But I didn't know I was doing that. And that's why I was surprised about the example of three. <laughs> right. <laughs> because it's like, uh, example, example, punch. Right. Example, uh, yeah. example, yeah. punch. Uh, yeah. 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 Yeah, but you do learn a lot on just from listening to... Well, you're up there and you get you get like hecklers and all of a sudden it just throws you off and you don't remember. You're like, oh, I was talking about high school. I was talking about the gym or your dick or whatever. You're like your, the porn stuff that you do. You're right. like, oh, my God. And then you just like you get thrown off. You don't remember what you're saying. Yeah, I had that so, happen to me a couple two couple weeks ago. Yeah. I had to start a, with Kat. You know, she was still there and um, I was like, I got to I want to start over. I'm like, I got to get off. And I came back up and started over I actually, you're back on. because I could not. Like I think somebody laughed and yeah. totally threw me off. I'm like, oh, somebody thinks I'm funny. That's crazy. Right? Yeah. Me, the thing you want to happen. <laughs> right. And then it, I yeah. Going. <laughs> oh God, that, that was a little too much for yeah. me. Um. <laughs> to get back to what you were saying when we first started, you said that that was a big mistake. So it's okay. You're saying to go up there and do the same kind of the same material. Yeah, absolutely. Me? Because I I I think I I try to do that, but like I try to change it a little bit. Like I like this week I went up. I was I missed a couple weeks uh, due to things going on, but like. I had a little thing set up and it was going good. Then I went blank after like two minutes. But like I'm thinking, but when I go back up this time, using that same open thing I came out with, but just changing up a little bit because now I had the feel for it. But then I'm like, these guys just heard me last week. If they come back, they'll hear it again. But then I'm like, this is what this situation's for right now. Well, yeah. you do, and you do a set, and like you move along past the open mics. You should always, and you're doing like a set, right. and whether whether you're getting paid for it, it's like a, a you know a, a showcase show. You always come out firing and and do your best material. Right then you the do game. your your new stuff in the middle. Right. And then you close strong. So you always. Oh, okay. So okay. no matter what, even if you're like, oh, I'm gonna do the same five minutes, you want to always make sure you do one new thing every time you go up. Okay. Yeah, I mean that's you just always have to do something new. There you go. You know, uh, and make sure. But you but you want to be able to. And, and actually, uh, Nate Bargatze said that he his his philosophy was. He would build it five minutes and, and do five minutes, set five minutes at a time. That's what your like late night set is. So you do five minutes and then all of a sudden you, you want to develop it so that you can't follow your own five minutes. And then next time you're now you're developing a new five minutes. Now you got 10 minutes and then you just keep going. And then before you know it, you're like, I got a half hour. Right. Yeah. But you nice. keep building it five minutes at a time. Right. But you want to just keep getting it tight. Yeah, so we're laughing the whole time. Be well, that's what I try to explain <laughs> to people. Yeah. We're doing this five minutes at a time. Like, yeah, you're practicing at home and you're practicing, but you until you're up there, it doesn't count because you're not in front well, of, like, yeah, strangers well, looking at you hearing crickets. Like, okay. Well, and that's the thing. You have to have the long game, too. Like, uh, the biggest misconception is it's not an audition. Right. An open mic is not. It's there to hone your craft and get right. more comfortable. Yeah. That's why I made right. it free. Right. And a lot of the guys got mad at me because I wouldn't be in the room. But that's not like when's the last time you go to Helium or Punchline or any comedy club and meet the owner? Yeah. Right. I'm the easiest person and I'm the most accessible. But it doesn't mean I'm going to because I sat there for a whole year 
and would watch the guys. But they, you know, they're doing the same material, which is good. But you, know, but it's like I can't ever. Do you watch the same movie every right. month? Right. I mean, every right. week. Right. It's yeah. yeah it's uh. You it's always have something to do. You're bouncing around to that room. Yeah. yeah. Calls I mean, you pop in here and there. Yeah, yeah. There's fires yeah. to put out. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But like you said, it's there for us to you know what i mean to take advantage of that situation you know what i mean like to get up there to get better keep doing your thing you know mm -hmm. yeah because it doesn't matter if it is even if it's four comics in the room or you know like this week i think there was maybe 15 20 people all together in the room there and uh it doesn't matter because you still have to remember everything your timing has to be on it doesn't matter if it's four guys that you were just talking to five minutes ago. Right. You still fuck up. You still get a little bit nervous. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's great to just get on regardless of who the hell's there. Biggest uh, biggest thing, too, is, and I used to mess this up because I, I love crowd work and I still do it, but don't ask a question if it has nothing to do. So you have to make sure that you're asking a question for a reason. You set it up for a joke, and you got to always keep in mind that Based, the audience might help you, or they might say something. So you have to always anticipate that they're going to say one of two things. Right. Think about it. They might say yes, they might say no, right. or right. whatever the answer is. They might say Coke, or they might say Pepsi. Right. But think about it. But always use it to set. Don't, don't go. Big gulps, huh? Cool. All right, see you later. And like, don't. And then they just don't say anything about it. You're like, why that guy just ask us about big gulps? You're like, yeah, don't yeah. use it for a reason. And uh, no, normally like that's how comics. Use it to set up the joke, like, "Oh, you guys married? How long you been married?" And you're like, "Oh, I just broke up." And they use it then to go into a joke that they had, but they're so uh, slick that you don't know right. that's why you did it. Right? Yeah, you're sitting there, you're like, "Oh, you know, Big J Okerson's perfect uh, example." He's great yeah, at he's, that. Yeah. Oh my god. You sit there, and you're like, "You have no idea that Big J just slipped into a joke he's told a thousand times." Yeah. But it's because he's talking to the crowd, and then he just like, "Oh, I got a joke about this," and he slides right in. He's the best, yeah. one of the best in the business that does that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually think he has a crowd work special coming out pretty soon. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's cool. Yeah, he's. he's but it's just an example of how you always want to, um, you know, ask a question for a reason. You know who else is really good at that? And I actually seen him at your place in Roarsford, and when I seen it on there, it like it blew my mind. Russell Peters. Yeah. Uh. He's great at crowd. It blew work. my mind too. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "What the dude?" The same. This agent contacted me. He goes, "Russell Peters and D.L. Hughley want to come to your place." I was at both of them. Yeah, and I was like, "Yeah, let's go." Wow. Yeah. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Cool. And a little inside baseball is we got locked out by our landlord in Royers Ford when Russell Peters. I haven't even told this story when uh, when Russell came. No shit. Because Tim Dillon smoked. In the building, oh, so he yeah, it wasn't in the building, but it was like when like the right. the the door was open, uh -huh. so like it kind of smelled like smoke. And my landlord came in and and ended up like saying, "You got you can't go in there for a little bit." And, right. uh, I'm like, dude, I have one, arguably one of the biggest stars, yeah. yeah, Russell Peters coming in, so we had to rent an RV. No shit. Yeah, and uh, okay. and, yeah, <laughs> and it was it was wild. Right. Yeah. And That's uh. Cool. Yeah, and and dude, it was crazy. So he was going to like the uh, the banner, and Russell Peters was going through all the the different. Things, and he goes, well, "Who is this?" <laughs> and I go, "Oh, that's that's our landlord's company." And he goes, "Like the one that locked you out of the building." I'm like, "Russell, <laughs> all right, we're good, we're good, we're good. Just keep it going." But he actually, so he like a lot of comics um, came 
whether they were getting ready for a tour or as their first show back from the pandemic or getting ready for a special, he came there to tune up for his gigs. Uh, okay. So he came, did four shows, two Friday, two Saturday, right. with no act. No sure. And just was, I mean, had an act, and he had done a couple of shows, but not big shows like that. Right. And uh, by the end of the night, uh, end of the weekend, you could see he had a tight nice that's cool. 45 minutes and it was just because he was talking to the crowd and going you know right but it's russell peter like and I, I don't mean like yeah. no act but like you know he had like the same like you had list the stuff that you wanted to do but yeah. it was amazing man and he's just just listening to him he's yeah. such Funny a professional guy. the nicest guy in the world it seems like it yeah, yeah yeah i've heard stories about him giving like rolexes off of his wrist just because somebody like oh that's a really nice watch like, hey, man, no 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 uh he that's a that's that that's his presence he gives to his openers Oh really? Yeah, when they're wow. on tour, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, the guys that I know, um, uh, that that open for them, they they'll do a ten thousand seat arena in Dubai. Okay. So not only are they getting to go to Dubai, they're getting right. paid, and then all of a sudden they're like, and Russell's like, oh, by the way, thanks wow. for doing this, and gives them. A, well, you're like, it was cool up until this point. <laughs> like yeah. we're getting paid to do comedy. We're getting yeah. a flight. We're going to Dubai. We're performing in front of ten thousand people. Right. That's like a sporting event. Yeah, that's not even comedy. Like that's crazy. Yeah, right. Yeah. And then you get food. You get a hotel. You're like, dude, you got to still realize. You're like, I'm doing this for a living. Right. And now I got a watch. What right. a bonus. Yeah. Ten thousand dollar watch. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. Oh, yeah. wanted to see Russell live. Yeah. Dude, he's the, and, and yeah, nicest guy in the world, man. Yeah. Uh, I when once I first I first heard about you, probably Christmas. 2019 when did, when did you very first open words word inside november 1st 2019 so okay. yeah well my brother was there sometime around christmas time i forget to ask i forgot to ask him who he saw but i seen him in january told me about it and then i guess right when you had that summer fest thing there i think i seen ari was there and i was like he's got ari there i was like what is this place so i start checking it out i instantly start buying tickets I don't think you had a show for like two, three months that I wasn't at. Wow. Everybody you just mentioned, I was there. Yeah. Everyone. David, when I seen David Tell, I oh, think I bought four hey. tickets. And so Love I didn't even know him. who I was going with. Oh, David Tell, that's my wife's favorite comedian. Yeah. yeah. And I was asking, like, how do you feel? Latching on to who ended up being who basically every comedian right now says is the great, one of the greats Absolutely. of all times. David, she's loved David Tell since. I think before Insomniac, I've probably seen him five so, times. So, do you want a couple cool David Tell stories? Absolutely. So, I created the Summerfest uh, 16 days, one day for every week we got shut out of during the pandemic. Because I had just opened up. It was my dream, doing, being in comedy for 15 years. And I finally left the Valley Forge Casino, opened up my own place. The pandemic hits. But, you know, every it, got, it affected everybody. So, I decided not to let it. I'm gonna do, I just got out of a breakup. I'm like, I am determined to make this the biggest thing and I want the whole country to talk about this <laughs> so I created the Summerfest 16 days in a row my I initially used to man, I, I used to manage Dan Soder one of my guys oh, oh my shit God. yeah so he was supposed to be in Helium and, and the agent was like alright well after he does that we'll put the tickets on sale but hold it so he was supposed to be and he ended up he ended up coming but we put uh, I put it, tickets on sale for the final day the grand finale two shows and I, and I just said, special guests, we haven't had... I put a tickets on sale. I didn't have a comic. <laughs> I thought it was going to be Soder, but I wasn't right. sure. End up being David Tell. No Whoa. shit. Wow. Yeah. Wow. End up being right. a Tell, right? 
but I'm with James Madden, and uh, James was like, he, he went, we, I took him to the mall, and then all of a sudden, uh, I get a text message, and it goes, it, Joel, it's Dave A. Give me a call when you can. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> right. Like, it's got to be a tell. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's that night. And uh, I, fi- I find out he's got, like, uh, um, it's, it's, it's it's flip phone. He's got a flip phone. He's got a flip Damn phone. So that's it. why he texted the way he did. Right, yeah. Like, he didn't feel like spelling his horn. <laughs> so he goes, uh, all right, James Madden. And Louis Katz is the one that helped me uh, get him. So he was featuring. James Madden was hosting. And he goes, and you got a, um, and then we got a guest spot. And I'm like, Oh, guest spot. I'm like, dude, that's awesome. Who are you bringing? He goes, Joe, aren't you running a fucking festival? <laughs> yeah, he goes, don't you have like uh, like 20 comics just right, standing in the yeah. back? Grab them and throw one on the show. Right. And I go, oh, that's awesome. So I had Buddy Harris and Brendan Donegan, two, two of my guys. And Brendan had just uh, lost his father. Uh, and, and he just said, he goes, I called him up and he goes, are you kidding me? He goes, I was just thinking about this. I was manifesting how I'm going to be on that show. Right. The phone rings, and I'm like, you're on that show. No shit. Yeah. That's and wow. Bu- so Buddy did one show, and Brendan did the other. And when I introduced him, and uh, Tell goes, oh, Brendan, nice to meet you, man. Thanks so much for doing this. He's like, what? <laughs> you're thanking me? And yeah, the other man. thing he's known for is he brings a bag of candy. Okay. And uh, the second time he came back, it was right before Halloween, so it like looked like that's what he was doing. But he right. looked at me and goes... This is for your staff. Make sure they know it's for me. No shit. And I must have had that look on my face like I'm about to eat all the candy <laughs> and not share any of it. Right. But he goes, uh, the first time he showed up, he goes, what's over there? And he's like, uh, like Spring City. And he's like, what's that? The Schuylkill River. And he's like, what did it used to be? He's like a yarn factory. And uh, he's like, all right. And he goes up and he goes, I, you know, he just, he just uses that all mm-hmm. in the first 30 seconds right yeah. and you're like that's what makes him so great it's like the fact that he just blended all that in together and he's like my, my career's gonna die between the schuylkill river <laughs> and the reading and the reading railroad yeah. on top of a yarn factory across from spring city right. the crowd just erupts because <laughs> they know like he just someone just told him that but yeah he had to like and dude i my um one of my security guys is a guy i grew up since kindergarten he's a marine and a um prison guard and he transports prisoners. When he came back, he goes, Gary, how you doing, man? You still transporting prisoners? Uh, now, sure. I know like, he has to take notes in something right. other than his flip phone. Right. But just the fact that he does that, ju- that's what makes him great. Right. Man, that's, he like yeah. remembers people. Yeah. And it's cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it makes you feel like you're like, dude, that's amazing. Right. Yeah. And I do that, too. I remember people's names. I'll remember their birthdays before facebook right <laughs> wow. you know and it's just yeah. like yeah it's like dude it's like it's crazy i'm like it my brother's like that really yeah it'll never give me anything on jeopardy right i remember it just makes people feel good yeah <laughs> i'm just useless facts up here it's same with us yeah i'm so bad with that faces anything i just my brain you would think i have alzheimer's or how we say it okay i'm bad dude. <laughs> i'm hey, so bad i seen that so bad i seen a tell at uh the casino in Bethlehem last year, and after the show, uh, we were me and my wife were just taking a lap around the casino, and I'm just walking, and she says, "Hey, there's David Tell." So I turn and I see him, but he had already passed a little bit. So I just yelled, "Yo, Dave!" He didn't turn an eye, bat an eye, or turn his head, but Ian Fie dance stopped dead in his tracks and turned around and just start waving, <laughs> smiling around. And I was like, Ian, I see you. And he was all happy and shit. Hey, he's the Ian best, Fide man. Dance, he's man. Great. I love him. He's, he's another guy that just uh, really helped us during the pandemic and uh, it was really, really cool. And he, yeah. he, uh, I love when uh, he brings them up 
They did Afterward, the bump and yeah. mics thing afterwards. Yep. Yeah, they did it up there. Yeah, that was that was really cool. Yeah. He's yeah. the best. Yeah. Insomniac was a great show too. I love me and, me yeah. and my brother used to watch it re- that is every a great week. Show. It was it was a funny show. He he was good. It's a shame then. it's not on like some people do put it on YouTube, but it's you know you can get it on Comedy Central. Like they have all that backlog, like a Comedy Central uh, app or whatever, and you can probably watch old episodes if you really want. There's an app for that. There's yeah. an app for that. Mm-hmm. But that's where I met all these guys going up in New York and uh. Uh, talking about open mics, my worst ever open mic. Okay, mm-hmm. so I uh, I was in pharmaceutical sales, and this is when I was still I I did it for three years before I went and did this full time. Um, for one of first first open mics I did was at a uh, New York Comedy Club, mm. and when it was that was when it was still owned by Al Martin, who uh, owns Broadway and Greenwich Village. Okay, that was his original club before he bought uh, sold it to Amelia, who uh, who has, who has it now. So I go and park, and dude, back then it was like uh, five bucks for three minutes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> or, or maybe it was three bucks for five minutes. Either way, <laughs> it was not much time. I come out, grabbing a uh, pizza, and I'm like, uh, I could have sworn I parked right there. I didn't read all the signs in New York oh, City. My yeah. car got towed. Wow. Dude, so I was on the east side. I had to get in a cab. This is before Uber. This is 2006, 2005. Um, no, no, 2006. So I had to uh, take a cab, 20 bucks, to go across to the West Side Highway where my car. Uh, $125 ticket, $175 total was, it was like $300 for a $5, five dollar, yeah, five minute spot. <laughs> five minute spot with three, whatever it was. And I'm like, dude, right. this is. So not worth it. <laughs> and it took me like an hour to get there. Yeah, three, an hour to get there, an hour to get home, uh, right. plus the hour to go get my car. Right. And when I'm I got it, of- there were so many cars that like th- that had dust on them. Uh, uh, yeah, because you don't even afford to get them out. Dude, yeah. you couldn't even. Yeah, you, know, you don't even know what <laughs> color it was. There was right. so much dust on it. Right. It's wild, man. Did your set go good? Uh, not that good. <laughs> yeah. Did you get any material out of that though? Oh my God! Yeah. yeah. I mean, enough to tell this story. Right. There you <laughs> go. Yeah. It's crazy, but that's probably uh, yeah. Another thing I used to do when I first started was I would pace like a panther, back and forth, and it's like, dude. Uh, yeah. I notice like now, like I'll just stand still, like it's just like it's one thing that you don't have to do, like your your mind's yeah. on. That's right. what I gotta work on. I pace like crazy too. Yeah. I get so nervous up there. I don't know why. Right before I said, I, I'll be so confident. Then when I get up there, I'm just like, whoa. It's yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. Well, because I put all mine on YouTube and I'm and I'm constantly like promoting my everything like I do and this show and open mics and everything. So I put myself out there. Right. So I'm get I get all kinds of critiques. Everybody's a critic. Ah, <laughs> oh, you should do this. You shouldn't do that. I'm like, you get up there and yeah, you try it. And then yeah. I, I said, I, you know, I log everything in the back of my brain. Like you, maybe they're right, but fuck you yeah. anyway. You well, do most it. of the time, it's there's people hating on you because you have forty fucking years of being an asshole to them about everything. Right. Yeah. Now it's your turn. Now it's your yeah. turn to, to suck it up. <laughs> They're well, laughing. Yeah, that's the that's the other thing you posted about uh, not being a comic. You're a comic, man. Well, Once you go up there and you perform, you're a comic. I I, I agree. Yeah, there yeah. It is. Now you you might not be a professional, right? Because by definition, that means you got to get paid, right? But that's a hell of a compliment. 
you murdered this week too. Oh no, no, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not saying good or bad. Right. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. yeah but just getting on stage takes enough balls that. Yeah. No, I feel yeah. better about that because I, I actually that was our mentality, or at least mine. That like, well, I, I wasn't a comic because I didn't get paid, but I guess I like your. Uh, way well, of saying. That's why he always <laughs> says you got your cherry popped. So I tell him. But I start like back in the in two. It all goes back to sex, huh? The sexual. <laughs> yeah. Two thousand six. Seen a theme. <laughs> At the RCO, the Running Comedy Outlet, I did uh, two or three shows there, and then, but it was so far. Reading was just too far to go up an hour away to, for five minutes. I was not. I just right. stopped doing it. But then these guys said they were starting to do it, and I'm like, eh, you know, I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna do it, dude. That's the funny thing, man. When we were in Roarsford three different times, a group of five comics drove all the way from Virginia Beach. Wow. Damn. Virginia Beach, not just past D.C. and Northern right. Virginia. No, keep going. Right. What? And one dude, because uh, the next day, uh, Louie was coming. And uh, he was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm coming. I go, what? You're going to go back with all these guys because they all drove together. And he goes, yeah, we'll all come back. Only one of them did. But I'm like, you're nuts, bro. Holy shit. <laughs> For open mic. For a while, open mic and then come back the next day to see Joe Liston. Oh, friends. okay, okay, yeah. Right. But they still came for the open mic. That's, that's right. cool, yeah, though. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. That in itself was crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, definitely. That's determination. Yeah. You know? yeah drive. It's drive. I tell everybody, you know, try it out. You know, like, what is the worst that could happen? What What are you going to do? Like, you're, nobody's booing you. We're all supportive there. You know, every comic that goes up there. I give them a pump, like, good job. Yeah. Right. I don't, you know, it's always about to support and keep, you know, confidence building because when you go up there, like he said, you're nervous. You don't know what, you know, you, you want some, uh, you know, you're trying to get a laugh. When you get off stage, if somebody's like, hey, good job, it boosts you up a little bit. Like, all right. Maybe. It really does. Yeah. It really does. It makes you feel good. Yeah. So then you want to yeah. do it again. You know, yeah. that's all about that rush and that yeah. little. Dopamine. You hear a little yeah. laughter. It gives you that little, ooh. You know, and then you get off stage, you want to go back up again. That's the key. But yeah. if you, we go to a bunch, if we were a bunch of crumbs and like, you know, heckled the people and weren't friendly to them, you know, they're obviously not going to come back. <laughs> you know? yeah. so we want them to well, come back. That's the thing that drives me nuts is uh, being up in New York, you used to be only comics, no audience for the most part. And uh, unless I went to Stress Factor, Stress Factor used to always have audience members too. But, uh, it, they're just not paying attention because they're focused on whatever notes they have. Yeah. And it's like, dude, just give each other the you know time of day. At least listen. Right. Yeah. And the, but then you're caught in the thing. You're like, oh, is that joke really funny or is it just dark? And that's why the other comics are laughing. Right, you're like, yeah. is it going to work in front of a real right. audience or is it just going to work in front of a de bunch of derelicts? Right. right yeah. And getting when you have a real audience, I think, you know, we do it at. Now we do it in the Melody Room, but before we did it in Gatsby's a couple times. And I think one of the maybe third or fourth time I did it, there was a decent crowd there. And I yeah. guess the set I had was pretty decent that night. And then people were laughing. And just when they're laughing, you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. But you're still, because it was after you taught me that muscle memory yeah. uh, exercise type shit. You just keep going, but you're thinking in your head. And then I start losing track and shit. And it does blow your mind. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. Yeah, it's a good time. Yeah. But going back, uh, did you 
you used to do shows at the Valley Forge or at the casino? For seven years, man, yeah. Oh, shit, okay. Yeah. And then the old owners sold it to the new owners, uh, which is Boyd, and they, they built the Brigada, and they have like probably 30 casinos across the country. And I knew any any time they come in, it's like old with the out, uh, out with the old, in with the new. Right. It took a year, but they had a meeting and they wanted to. Um, they presented Thursday nights to me, so I thought, awesome, I'm gonna have Thursday and Friday. What they meant was they're gonna they're replacing me with dueling pianos, <laughs> and they're gonna move move me to Thursdays. And it was a door deal, so uh. I had to pay the comics whatever I promised to pay them. And then I find out what I'm gonna be based on the amount of tickets I sold. I'm like. I've been on Thursday, uh, Fridays for seven years. Right. I'm not just all of a sudden moved to Thursdays, and that's when I, I was like, and then on, on top of that being replaced by dueling pianos. <laughs> right. <laughs> and what, what, the, what was crazy was upstairs was karaoke, and downstairs was dueling pianos. So you pretty much have two floors of karaoke. Because yeah. dueling pianos is nothing like, I can't sing this, but I'll request for you to sing it. Right. <laughs> Me and my girl are gonna watch. It's like crazy, like that. You know what I mean? I'm sorry, buddy, but it's like <laughs> he loved it. It's the wild. That's the wild thing. So, I, I, but that's when I open ended up opening up in uh, Roars for it. But okay. everything from here, from uh, to, for, just leading up to this point, like I want to thank them because if I they hadn't pushed me out, it wouldn't have forced me to open Soul Joel's, and it wouldn't have forced me to uh, to do everything that I've, I've been doing now. Right. Yeah. So I want to send them a Christmas card. It's a little late now. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I was at a show. You, I guess you did a show there. Uh, there was a name for it. Uh, it was Jim Norton, Jim Florentine, and I think Vinny Brand. Not Vinny. Oh, 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 at the Valley Forge Casino? At the casino. I there. didn't do that show. Oh, uh, you didn't do mm-hmm. that? Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. No, it's all right. Well, sorry about that. No, 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 no. But uh, I don't know. I guess I was maybe five or six rows back off to the side. And I'm just, in my mind, I'm just sitting there. I enjoyed the show. Everybody was very funny. I didn't have, you know, I wasn't in a bad mood or any of that stuff. So afterwards, I'm sitting at the roulette table, and my wife hits me on the back and says, here comes Jim Florentine. So she must have, you know, shook her hand or whatever, and I turn around, and I shook Jim Florentine's hand, and Vinnie Brand was just standing there, and he was like, oh, there's Mr. Happy. (laughs) I was like, oh, shit. Like, he called me out for just, I guess, having a regular expression not wasn't ear to ear smiling so sorry about that Vinny. i was having a good time but going back now when i'm at your place and i'm sitting closer to the stage where i think they could see me i always have a smile on my face yeah i don't want to get called out by bobby kelly that's hilarious <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah hey dude yeah speaking of bobby kelly dude i have a list in my phone i've probably seen about 50 different comedians I never laughed so hard than Bobby Kelly this summer at your show. Dude, and he's been talking place. about it nonstop. Yeah, yeah, And it's yeah. like crazy. Yeah. Um, and we actually, now that we have uh, a couple of the shows, we have it set up in that Melody Room based off how he did his special. Yeah, The Kill, kill Box. Box. Yeah. So we have um, chairs on every side of the stage yeah. so you can hear the laughter. Right, yeah. It's amazing what he did. But, uh, dude... After he went and killed, and, and that's why he only brings one opener, and his opener only did like 20 minutes, right. uh, Joe Russell, and uh, his producer on um, on his podcast, and okay. he was was great, but he, but then Bobby Kelly ended up, and he had not performed at all. He had taken the summer off, and with his family, went, he, had, he had a place, I think it's in New Hampshire, yeah, Vermont, or something like that. Yeah, the tiny, tiny house. house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and tiny house, right. And he went up there and murdered 
for like an hour and 20 minutes. It was unbelievable. Gets off stage and he starts smoking a cigar. I go, dude, have you been performing? He goes, not too much. And I'm like, what? Wild, bro. But he, he starts talking about like uh, different levels of fat in the yeah. first audience and all that stuff. Like yeah. you could tell he's just living in the moment. Like it wasn't even stuff he had planned on talking yeah. about. It was uh, it was wild, dude. And he goes, "This is the worst setup for comedy," <laughs> and he, and he's like, "This shouldn't work." He goes, "But you made it work, you son of a bitch." That's it. And he goes, "I love it." And he just had it. He had the time of his life. Yeah. It was wild. Yeah. But yeah, he's a uh, he's a good comic, man. And he he's been so. The reason why I got into comedy, my uh, I I have a goal. I want to go to all fifty states. So my first ever uh. I, right after college, I went my roommate, who him and I went to high school together. We weren't really good friends, but we roomed together our first year in college. His brother was going to University of Tennessee, and his dad was living in Nashville, and then my dad was in Pittsburgh. So we went to both places. We did like a week, like four days or so in each place. Went to University of Tennessee, then we went uh, to the Grand Old Opry, which a lot of comics have taped specials at. Uh, Bill Bird did one of his last ones there. Went up seeing, this is 1999, George Carlin. Nice. Dude, that was one of, that was my first show. Wow. And, and, you know, it's like, Shit. what, 5,000 people? Dude, he murders. He's in my top three. Dude, as he should be. But what, But at the end, he murdered for over an hour. I can't even remember if he had an open or anything like that. At the end, now, he's, you're in the middle of the Bible Belt. He goes, and, and I heard he used to do this all the time, not just with the show I was at, but he goes, if there is a God, let him strike me dead with lightning. <laughs> No and shit. literally, he's like, three, two, see, nothing. And <laughs> what felt like a thousand people got up. You know what I mean? There's right. like a f- couple thousand at the thing. I, I think it's 5,000. might be 3,000, whatever it is. But right. it's at least 20% of the crowd gets up and leaves. And he goes, and that's my time. <laughs> and you're like, that's what that, now I know what that was. That, that was, there's always two shows going on. There's one for the audience and there's one for the comics. Okay. And that was just for him. He didn't need okay. to say it. Right. You're like, dude, that just put a sour taste in people's mouth but that was what <laughs> he wanted to do that made him laugh yeah 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 then pretty good i, I would go back to school uh, and again it's 1999 I'm, I'm, a, I'm a sophomore in college we're just my friend and i were on a double date and uh we're just stumbling around the village in, in manhattan and we go and play this comedy club we're like all right we'll just go check it out ends up being the comedy seller but okay. i don't know what that is what that means i just know it's a comedy club I saw Carlin, but it was a theater. It wasn't really a club. Right. First show, David Tell, Greg Giraldo, Lisa Lampanelli. Wow. Wanda Sykes. Get Holy the hell shit. out. Yep. What a show. Louis C.K. Oh, shit. And then halfway through, they're like, uh, Keith Robinson was hosting, and he goes, you guys have been a good crowd. Please welcome special guest, Chris Rock. It Holy just dropped in. shit. Jesus. And dude, I'm here to the camera. <laughs> I'm 10 feet from him. No shit. And I'm like, oh my God, this is what New York is about. Right, right. And then, dude, uh, seven years later, that's when I started comedy. And oh, I was shit. like, this is, I, I, but I never stopped going. Right, right. And another funny story. So that winter, 2006, I go to the Laugh House, which is not there anymore, South Street. Mm-hmm. Okay. Keith Robinson comes, just at, dropped in, because that was his home club. Dropped in, go went on just after me. Thank God, because I would not have been able to follow him, right? Right. And I saw all those guys, and like you know, you just see guys, and all of a sudden at the cellar, and they're all on TV. But you just see these guys keep going to the next level and become like stars. I had a couple of drinks in me, had no business. I walk over, he's talking to the owner, <laughs> and I go, 
What's up, Keith? Saw you at the cellar. I'm a huge fan. Dude, you're almost there. <laughs> <laughs> Hang in there, man. And he just goes to the owner. He goes, do you hear this guy says? He goes, he said, I'm almost there. <laughs> and meanwhile, the guy, he hadn't had a day job in a decade or more. He is a certified full-time comedian, no matter what your definition is. Right, yeah. Been on TV more times than you can count. Yeah. But this white guy from South Jersey is going, <laughs> you're almost there. Right. Oh, my God. I wanted, to, I, I wanted to just be like eighth grade and just crawl into a locker. I'm like, right. why did I say that? Like, I'm not unsolicited advice. I'm not his mentor. Right. Yeah. One of the guys who has mentored Kevin Hart, you know what I mean, with like Two Ray and all these guys, and he's seen countless people just yeah. you know make it right he probably made his day though he probably thought that was hilarious really oh i'm yeah. sure <laughs> hilarious i'm sure <laughs> speaking of keith robinson he came to my place too and at morris ford keith robinson did? yeah yeah no but shit. but and both his kids his son and his daughter were there and this is uh right after the summer fest oh no 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 it was it was summer fest he he was at the first summer fest. it was the day before uh uh david tell was there no shit yeah okay his kids showed up first and you know where he went the Valley Forge Casino. No shit. <laughs> because he went to the last place I booked him. Right, yeah. And uh, his kids made fun of him. <laughs> I, I don't want. I don't want to say what he. They. 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 They called him not smart. Right. That's I what they called. Imagine. Call him. I can imagine. <laughs> but Keith Sorry. Robinson. Uh, I just see it on a podcast. It's a little side thing. Joe. Joe DeRosa yeah, just yeah. got a tattoo that says "Is that real?" Robinson stinks. Because <laughs> it looks real. It he looks just got real. That. Did he? Did he? Just yeah. I think he got it. It, looked, yeah. it looked real, and uh, at least on Instagram. Yeah. Well, I seen him on a podcast, and he wasn't talking about it. He was just, uh, I don't know if it was uh, taste buds or yeah, whatever he does. And it was just there, and I was like, "Oh shit!" He really got a tattoo that says "Keith Robinson stinks" on it. <laughs> That's all. But that uh, is a commitment to the bit. I'm telling you. Yeah. I'm telling you. I love Joe DeRosa, man. Yeah, I, he's great. I just started really getting into him. <clears throat> Joey D, next time you come to town, you're in the up. area, next time you want to go stare at that ditch you grew up near, <laughs> hit us up, man. I just seen that but, uh, today, the staring at the ditch. They should have clicked yeah, on it. That was funny. pretty funny. Uh, have you ever been up to New York to check out his sandwich shop? Have you ever been up? I haven't been to a sandwich yeah. sandwich shop now, but um, but yeah, no, he he and he's headlined a bunch of times. Uh, Jeffersonville Golf Course, I had him at, um, and then uh, Valley Forge Casino, and okay. then he, and he headlined uh, the first Thanksgiving weekend. Okay. At Soul Joel's. Ah, no shit. Yeah, okay. That's yep. awesome. That's yeah. awesome. That's what they made fun of me on. Uh, he was he, he was on. Uh, well, Chris D was on Taste Buds, just like okay. I guess he walked in right before any and. Uh, and and he goes, sometime this fall, you're gonna be at Soul Joel's. <laughs> he goes, I was yeah. at Soul Joel's before it is it was what it is now. So right. shut up. It was inside. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, they're all just making fun of each other. It was pretty cool. Well, but, all these guys now that are like, I don't know. There's a couple different levels of successful comedians. There's like the Kevin Hart's and the guys that do arenas. But then the next level of guys right now, like the Normans and the Chrissy D's and the Yannis and all them. You kind of like came up with all them guys when you were doing comedy, right? Yeah. And then once you stopped doing comedy, you kind of like started booking them guys or managing oh, them guys? Oh, I mean, I, I was, uh, yeah, I was managing a few of them. I, I was always like uh, producing shows. And I produce shows in like 25 different states now and, uh, you know, setting them all up. And, uh, and I, I would hit the road and, 
Dude, I was uh, James Madden. It was James Madden and uh, and and Giannis and I were all. Um, we did fourteen states in two years. Oh shit! Right when I first left uh, corporate America. Okay. And and he kind of told me he's like, you know, you have the ability to be the best that ever lived. He's like, yeah, you could be a comic and probably do a gr- good like be a good feature. Right. And get twenty minutes. You know, I'm very likable on stage. He's like, but you have a gift of putting the whole show together and producing. Right. He's like, why don't you focus on that? And I'm like, oh, again, unsolicited advice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind right. of a backhanded compliment. That blood's still fresh in my mouth. <laughs> right. That backhand. But it's, uh, right. but he, I mean, he was right. And it kind of gave me the realization, like, that's how I can make a living and do this full time. Right. By putting it all together. And, uh, but, and he said this actually uh, with, with Bobby uh, on the podcast. I don't know if it was on his or Bobby's, but he said, yeah, he's like, I, I helped him as much as he helped me. Because I created, he calls it ninja training. Okay. Because I would put him in a country club, then I would put him in an Elks Lodge, and then a casino. Different states, and it's like, you got to make people laugh with the same jokes, but it's how about how you present it, okay. or, or you you know, you know you start doing crowd work a little bit to, to bring it up, or how you introduce the sh- jokes, but uh, it, it just, it just, it kind of, it helped him develop. Right, know? right. And uh, It's got to be pretty cool, though, right now, because I know you're a huge comedy fan, besides, you know, you know businessman. But it's got to be pretty cool to see all the guys that you came up with now. They're like at the top, dude. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah it's cool, I mean? man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got to be great. Well, and I always tell people, like, I want to be the draw, and I want to sell the tickets, and I want Soul Joel's to be the name. Be like, oh, it doesn't matter who the lineup is. It's like the seller. Right, I right. want to be like the seller of Pennsylvania, where it's like, doesn't matter who you're going to see. You just know it's going to be a good show from top to bottom. Right, right. So just right. go. So, uh, so, but it, it's great, man. These guys are all developing their own fan bases and, you know, Patreons and podcasts. Yeah, and, uh, that's crazy. Yeah, it's cool, man. That is cool. That's cool. And uh, how long were you actually a comic, like, before you said? Well, I, I, you guys talk about me like I'm not in the room. I, I, still, <laughs> I still consider myself a comic. Hey, uh, I, I just saw you recently. Sorry, I'm not. You're still in the club, Joe. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I was but, uh, like, was I out? <laughs> Am I out? Yeah, yeah. But I seen you a couple minutes. I think it might have been yet the Yon yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did a couple minutes, and uh, I was like, I knew you were a comic, but I had never seen it. I oh was yeah. Like, honestly, I said, I don't know why he doesn't do it. Yeah. Yeah, well, that was the on the show. We were me and yeah. our leaves with it. I actually went over to you guys yeah. and I said something, and uh, you guys yeah. were like, "Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you want me to do here, but uh, <laughs> our, our hands are up." Like, like, like we're I was in, like I was interrogating you guys. Yeah. You're like, I don't know what the right thing to say is, so I'm just gonna That's put right, my hands yeah. up and say nothing. Like, yeah, you guys are sitting on the side of the right side. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. again, cool. I remember that. Like, yeah, but uh, well, that I wasn't even ready to do that, uh, and and Giannis was like, "Just go up," because he again he does an hour and 15 minutes, 20 minutes. Like right. he, and he just wants people to know that like he, so he had a TV contract and uh, he moved to Miami and he was hosting his own uh, morning show. Okay. And then it was like the second year he was about to renew again. And he turned it down for a huge amount of money mm. just to move back to New York because he wanted to be the best that ever lived. Okay. Wow. And and he goes on that because he sees the people that we have coming up and him and Verzi are friends and, and, and Bobby Kelly and he wants the people to know right, that they came right. to that show. You're like, dude, this guy was the guy. Yeah. Oh, his and, show was great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he yeah but he, it. yeah, he, and, and, and I gave him the tour of the property. He's so happy for me and, you know, having my own place. But, uh, I showed him that there's uh the social house and it, it, the social house, it's got four walls. But it's got no insulation. Okay. And uh, and then there's the dome. 
Mm-hmm. And now we got the Sunnybrook Ballroom. Right. So he went and checked out the social house, and he goes, "Welcome to Soul Joel's, where we're almost inside." <laughs> <laughs> Baby steps. Baby your, steps. Exactly. Bring your right. coat. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Hey, well, I love them outside shows. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's but it, and that's the gift and the curse now, man. Yeah. People are like, they associate me with the dome, and because it's on the property. Right. People think that our shows are still inside. Right. Uh, uh, the dome. Uh, so was, we had in October. It was unseasonably warm. It might have been the first week. It was either first week in October or November. And th- for forty minutes, there's six people, three couples, <laughs> were sitting in the dome for forty minutes. I get fifteen. <laughs> yeah. But what happened for that other twenty-five? Like, yeah. where are the comics? Right. Where's the other audience members? Where's Joel? This is not hide send and go one, seek. Send one of them out to see what's going on, and you guys, like, if you're like, oh, I don't yeah, want this anymore. there was a yeah. wedding going on. Like, there's lights <laughs> on in the property, and I'm like, well, we were there for the wedding. One of them, anyway. Yeah, yeah but it's wild. Yeah. It's wild. It's like how? Where'd you have Rich Boss? Voss was in the 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 melody room, and. We got a bad review. Not a bad review. The <laughs> lady gave us four stars, and uh, and and she goes, uh, it was worth. She bought the VIP tickets. It was like it was worth the VIP tickets. Uh, she said the the drinks were a little pricey, but I don't even. They, and, and we pour heavy. It's like it's like that's crazy. But she's like, the headliner really relied on the room a lot and making fun of the situation a little too much. It's like that's false. Yeah. Like that's his whole act and. And I, I like I'm going back and forth and and with him and I'm like uh, he made fun of me and and we just had that one backdrop and and like the nothing else is decorated like you guys have this room more decorated than I do right <laughs> and 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 I go shut up boss I haven't paid you and he goes don't need to pay me I have memories that are gonna last forever <laughs> and you're like stuff like that it's just dude he just destroyed man yeah and I lit him at at fifty because that's what he told me to do because the guys always say light me it so they know like all right. This you're gonna get paid now, but then you you can go as long as you want, man. Like it, you know, no one's gonna complain. This right. is too much show. Uh, yeah, right. dude, he ends up doing an again an hour and nineteen. Wow. Yeah, Crazy. and uh, and 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 it just kept going and going. He was just having so much fun. Right. And dude, the way the first time it was him and uh, Voss, uh, him and Florentine came down together when we're still in Roarsport. But uh, I just I just I was so busy that I wasn't getting a date back to him. And he goes, are you going to give me a date or should I tell myself to go fuck myself? <laughs> <laughs> like he's already like on with it, like self-deprecating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, he was at the Brigada. And he was at the Brigada Thursday, Friday, and then he was dark Saturday at the Brigada Sunday. So what happens is they still get paid that night. But then uh, uh, they have the hotel room. But if you want, you can go do another gig. So he came to my place and, uh, and uh, he did a video. And uh, that's why we decided to do it. And uh, I asked him, he's in Planet Fitness. And uh, all of a sudden, he uh, he goes, uh, I'm at the gym getting ready for Soul Jules. <laughs> and you're like, that's obviously the first joke. Because he's not a Chippendale. You know, he's keeping his clothes on. <laughs> and he goes, I'm going to be in uh, Potts. What, he didn't say Pottsville. He said... Uh, he did say something. He said it on Facebook. It was something like Pottsville or Potts. Potter, Potter's, Potter's Town, Potter's Town, uh, dude. People lost their <laughs> mind, <laughs> and, and 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 dude, half the comments were like, "If this guy can't get the name right, I'm not supporting him." People I've never even met, never been to a show, right. dude. But the algorithms, ca- and, and people like were commenting back, and like, 
uh, one guy that always comes to shows, he was like, you entitled, and he said something I'm not going to say on the podcast, <laughs> but uh, it just, dude, that many comments, it sold the show out. Nice. Wow, it was awesome. wild. Yeah. And it, it was the craziest thing, and I'm like, the 32nd, it, it just right. outsold any other thing, and it was amazing. And yeah. the crowd was hot. Okay. Does that happen a lot to you? Like, if a, if a comic's like, Doing a show, they like, said the Brigada, and they got a free night. They just hit you up out of the blue. Uh, I, I mean, I mean that was just an example, but like uh, a lot of guys, I mean, it, it's uh, it's routing. So if they're going to be in the area, like they'd rather do it. But I mean, that doesn't happen often. But yeah, a lot of the guys, like you know, they're going to do like you know Baltimore. Like they'll take a night with me or, or whatever. You know what I mean? Like as long as it's not competing. Yeah. Yeah, but um, I mean, it's great. I, I love it. But yeah, that that happens a lot. Did you say a minute ago your first comedy show was George Carlin? That that's the theater yeah yeah that's the first that one i ever went because i was only 19 years old my very first comedy show was also george carlin where at uh well in true crumb fashion and <laughs> my older brother eric shout out eric uh had a job as a maintenance man at the old uh valley forge music fair over in devon okay and, and then the music fair moved to valley forge casino right uh well he was a maintenance the man. old convention center right yeah well, he was a maintenance man for there, and I was only like maybe 12. So we snuck in the back door in true crumb fashion <laughs> and just found some seats, and we just sat in the back row uh, there. I seen George Carlin twice there, Rodney Dangerfield once, what? and um, Howie Mandel. Oh, man. Holy I'm shit. There, I'm like jealous. 12 years you old. You seen Carlin and Dangerfield? Yeah, I Carlin twice. Shit. Car, yeah. uh, I seen all the legends. There for me too. That's what I was cool, saying. Man. We were talking about our favorite comic earlier. Like, I didn't even well, think of Dangerfield. When he just started doing stuff. theaters, I guess. I seen him in Upper Darby. Okay. In like 97 or something like that. What was that? The Tower? Yeah, Tower. Yeah. Wow. You're like when he first started, dude. He was selling out theaters. theaters. No, when he first started oh, oh, theaters. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because I had, wait, you know, I'm talking stupid. I had seen him on Comedy Central. So he yeah, was already doing theaters for years. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was before the Chappelle show and all that. Yeah. And I I have a list. I just like to keep track of who I did. I've seen basically all my favorite comedians. I've seen uh, Attell up there with you. Yeah. I've seen Dice twice with you. Yep. And between Dice and Rodney, I'd have to make them fight to figure out who's my favorite. Dude, so uh, <laughs> funny funny, uh, funny Joe DeRosa story. So he was on Op Opie and Anthony and he promoted... Uh, my show and it was uh, before I went to Valley Forge Casino I was at PJ Ryan's in the basement of uh, Phoenixville okay. I did once a month show and because he promoted it on there one of my friends I grew up with he was like four years older than me um, his parents ended up moving to Reading out here Moton and uh, so he, we reconnected because of that he was Joe DeRosa so he came to that show which ended up being nine years ago. No shit. And now he had, like, he's been coming to shows ever since, brings all these people, and he keeps a list, and he posted it about okay. it. And uh, it was because of Joe DeRosa. But we, now we're connected on Facebook and everything like that. And, uh, was, you know, uh, he went in the military, and you know, in the army and stuff like that. And uh, so he posted about every comic and every show he's been to, and he thanks. He's like, you know, thanks for getting me through the pandemic. It's crazy how many people. This one guy who came... Um, she opened for Eleanor Carrigan, and he's from the area, but he lives in uh, upstate New York in Rochester. Okay. His sister ends up living, 5,000 people, ends up is one of the people that lives in Royersford. <laughs> Wild. Yeah. But his name is Greg Owens. Okay. On the paper, 
he put Gary Owens, uh. which is a comic who has two million followers. Right, yeah. And he sees it because he's friends with me on Facebook, and he goes, oh, this is awesome. I can't believe I made the list. <laughs> Although my name's <laughs> misspelled, and uh, you made me a headliner, right. I'm not mad. Right, right. Yeah, but yeah. it was really cool. That's cool. Because a lot of times, you know, guys, you know, you remember the, who the headliner was, but you don't remember who the openers are. Right, yeah. Which is why I started going by Soul Joel. I was wondering that how that came about. Yeah, so I uh, so when I started first doing open mics, my last name is Richardson. It's not very hard, but it's it's a lot of syllables. So the first guy would uh, host would say, "Keep it going for Joe Richards." Uh, <laughs> I'm like, Damn, uh, man, right. I was like, I gotta uh, do do something right. to just separate me from all these other white male comics. <laughs> well, yeah. So Soul Joe was my nickname in high school when I used to dance every time I scored. Uh, playing soccer i didn't okay. score that much <laughs> i would do uh come on ride the train oh okay yeah and uh 90s and uh <laughs> people was like why are you always dancing soul joel just because it rhymes and it just kind of stuck so i'm like you know what i'm gonna bring that back and i started going my soul joel and then a year later i started soul joel productions uh, and i do okay. trust me and I, I marketed it always wore the shirts and people made fun of me like crazy right 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 um but i stuck with it man and branding and it's just paid off that's it man yeah somebody made fun of me because they're like you use your real name i'm like what other name do i have like, <laughs> yeah. what the hell like i'm i don't ha i'm not a prop comic i'm not like gonna Dude, I'm not a clown. I, I mean, what, not, because not, not, not like so. Not that I'm saying like calling yourself like a, a stage name, but I mean, I don't have like Soul Joel. You got that nickname. Like my nickname is Reynolds, so it's the same thing. That's <laughs> what people call me. So I don't want to yeah. like call myself like Spiffy or something like weird. What I mean, what am I supposed to call? Like, like you know what I mean? I just want to call myself by my name. That's fine. I don't care. Like I got. What were you about to say? Uh, but being a comic is not like being a rapper. Like, right. We don't need. But like, yeah. he, you know, he, you were able to use Soul Joel, and that stuck. Yeah. I, like I said, my nickname is Reynolds, so I go by. Chris well, it's Reynolds, the same. So. It's the same as your voice. Like you were saying, you emulate, and it's always um, a habit or easy to to like kind of um, try to act like someone. Like I, I would do the same thing when I first started. And like, but eventually you find your own voice. Right. Yeah. And uh, and it, it's cool. But um, but but same thing with going by a nickname. Just be who you are. Right. You know what I mean? Don't worry about whatever they're people. Like, if you have a nickname, you have a nickname. Right, that's what I'm saying. But, but Soul Joel, that's more, I guess I get it. Like, when you hear Soul Joel, you're, that's going to stick in your head. Yeah. Chris yeah. Reynolds is like well, the other thing John is that Smith. If it's, <laughs> if, it, if it's hard if it's hard to uh, pronounce or it's hard to spell, sometimes people will, like, use their middle name or, their, or they'll chop their last name and it's, like, some Polish, like, right. and they'll just use uh, another name. Um, but but that's the only reason. I, I think other than that, just go by your real name. Oh, that's it. That's what I'm. But yeah, like I I don't really worry about what other people think. The problem is I get a whole lot. Like like I said, I put myself out there. So after you hear things for a while, like even if you're like I'm not going to care, you, you know you, you see a bunch of the same comments. Maybe they have a point, or maybe you know you start thinking about it a little bit. You know you know you have your your train of thought but like i say after you read a bunch of comments or get a bunch of critique kind of affects you a little bit i would think oh yeah oh oh yeah man i i still i mean you have to have thick skin but uh but i always i always read comments man and uh like we just got blasted about the drag brunch that we do and uh 
we we have it's it's bottomless mimosas and bloody marys and i found out afterwards it's uh it's the fourth one we did never had so many bloody marys it's normally all mimosas but it's because three or four girls convinced their husbands to come because it was bottomless bloody marys we ran out of bloody marys in 20 minutes wow it's supposed to be two hours right and but the guy and it was no reviews they only left one review they have no no profile no other reviews name wasn't even on the list as far as names so i know it's kind of suspicious right yeah. but said oh they weren't prepared and the, it took half hour to get a drink but meanwhile instead of having it two hours i let the uh um, free bottomless drinks go for two hours and 20 minutes. Wow. So I gave okay. people an extra like 20 to 30 minutes when they shouldn't have had it. Yeah, Let yeah, people yeah. in early. It's yeah. crazy, but you know what? People want to have their voice heard and yeah. there's always a reason behind it, but uh, I, I responded publicly and, and you know, ho- hopefully his answer, he understands where I'm coming from, but everyone's got an opinion, but they don't want to do yeah, it. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> and nowadays it's so easy for people to give their opinion but are taking a shit and just go about their li- daily life, you know? Yeah. It's not like they're actually coming in, in your face and that you have your rebuttal right then and there. Yeah, yeah. Well, and they also said, uh, they, they like, uh, my brother-in-law is the chef. He's the executive chef. And he's been a uh, chef for longer than I've been in comedy. Okay. So he's been like, in the kitchen for 20 years. And they, like, ridiculed the food and said, I guess that's why there was so much left over. And it's like, no, it's like, it's a buffet. Right. So we actually prepared. We had 110 people, but we we made food for 130. Right, right. So that like and afterwards, like the staff or whoever else will eat. But we always want leftover because that's one thing we don't want to be like, oh, it was a buffet and I didn't get to eat. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, like we always have more. So it's like think about it. It's like oh, I guess that's why there was. Trust me, dude. That's yeah. not. That's not right. it. Yeah. Like thick skin, like you said. Like I've seen a bunch of guys go up, and I don't think they understand like. I guess they do because they come to the open mics, but they get real upset if nobody's like rolled on the ground. Like everybody expects like that they're gonna go there. Everybody's gonna just roll on the floor laughing at all your jokes, and they're they're like they're like you could see they're devastated. Like, I'm like, dude, like it's okay, you know, this is practice, right? But that's again why I said you always have to have a uh, knowing in your head. That the crowd's gonna have this reaction or gonna have that reaction, whether you're asking a question or or a laugh. But right. that's why I'm in the audience and I have one of the loudest laughs, <laughs>, <laughs> because I know what it's like to be in those shoes. And then all of a sudden, you, you see the comic on stage and you're just like, <sighs> because they just told that joke in New York or wherever they were last night, and they had a different reaction, and they told that joke, and whether they said it differently or whatever the circumstance might be, we're like. I expected a much bigger reaction than what yeah. just happened. And it's like that pain. Yeah. Right. That's why I laugh. Right. Now I think you're a bunch of assholes. <laughs> didn't laugh. And that's <laughs> what we came for. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. like, yeah, I mean, some, but like sometimes there's like, you know, when it was a little slow, like bad weather or something, we have like a, only like three people like, what do you want? What do you want? A roaring yeah. <laughs> three yeah. people in yeah. there? Like, what that's do you true. want from us? But it's, but uh, I don't worry. I don't worry about it because I practice at work and I don't get any laughs there either. So I'm used to yeah, right. You're used to <laughs> when they I just go, stare at me like, is that a bit? When I'm I go, like, when I, I think so. <laughs> when I go up, even a little laugh, man, gets me pumped up. Like, like when I said so, like, the first line, my last time I went up there, I was like, whoa! I didn't even think I was gonna get any laughs. You know what I mean? I just expected right. it. when you heard one person chuckle, that's all you need. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, who is your favorite comedian? Then? Dude, that's so question. I mean, that's, that's the a, weirdest question because it's a ton of them, right? It's tough, man. Um, I mean, dude, it is a bunch of different guys. I mean, I love. I, so I went to high school with Julian McCullough, and he was a guy that, uh, again, never had a real job, um, day job or anything like that. He started hosting at the Stress Factory and went to school at Rutgers, and then he was past the cellar when I first started comedy, and I would see him host for all these guys, and then did the warm up for the Colbert uh, Report before you know when he was on comedy central and then ended up moving to la and having his own show um with uh whitney cummings on uh she's hilarious on on e and uh and then you know he had two different shows and so like i i just look up to him uh so much because he was a year older than me in high school and he he does so much crowd work and and so many stuff off the top of his head it had his own hour comedy central special right Giannis, who obviously like you know i did uh um you know i i toured with and i managed for two years uh it's it's crazy man but it, uh, i don't know it's hard do you have hard, a, do you have an all-time when like even old school even old school like a carlin or a richard pryor anybody like that like well gus carlin is kind of like what sparked your yeah whatever comedy whatever comedy brain or whatever it's called i guess carlin kind of sparked that kind of sparked it yeah ah, man it's tough. I, I just I, I'm just a fan of comedy, man, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um and I, I love watching I and I love um like James Madden and stuff like that, like who can um do so much crowd work and off the top of his head. Yeah. Um and so I, I love clever joke writing as much as I love um you know, crowd work. Right, right. Okay. I don't know. I, I it's it's hard, man. Uh and I'm not. I'm not being political. Right. It's, uh, <laughs> well, that's why yeah. we were talking about like maybe like because it's so hard. Like we're all going to come up with our Mount Rushmore of com- comedians, and that's still hard. Yeah. Yeah. Because you think like about it, like five. you asked oh, me earlier. I got to narrow it down. And like you say, like Rock's my favorite, or this is my favorite. Then you keep thinking, like you say Dangerfield. I'm like, oh shit, forgot about him. Then there's Bernie Mac. Then there's this guy. There's y- if you keep thinking about it, there's just so many favorites. Can yeah. you pick just you, one though? I, like, no, you can't. You Jer, really can't. How about you, Jer? Who's Besides me, who's your favorite? Me. Besides <laughs> me, who's your favorite? Yeah, that's tough. <laughs> I always go with Richard Pryor. Pryor? Yeah. I was young enough to be there when all the movies. You know, the toy was my shit. I uh, like love the toy and Silver Street. Was, oh, I'm going man. to Eddie Murphy, though, because he was more... Say like, it's another one. Because, like, Raw and... Uh, what was the other one? Eddie Murphy, Raw and... Uh, the the first one, I don't know, but Harlem Nights is like my my goat. Right. You know I mean, it had all the greats in there from when we were little. The cast. The cast. Of the, yeah. Who was in? I know Red, Red Fox, Fox was in it. Della Reese. We grew up on Red Fox. Eddie my dad Murphy. loved Sanford and right. Son. You know Eddie Murphy, yeah. Della Reese. You know, just great. The whole right. cast. Right. Anytime those guys, uh, one of those guys pass, I always uh, start watching videos like uh, with Rickles. Yeah, I start watching yeah. like him on uh, Johnny Carson and all that, like, and then um, yeah. Dom DeLuise when he was on, like, it was just yeah. crazy. But I always, I always go down like a, a rabbit hole and watch all those guys. Yeah, I just did that to Rodney the other day, and I don't. He's just so many, one after oh another. Even when he's on the couch with Johnny, it was just a continuation of his bit. Johnny might have said two questions, and the rest of it was just Rodney. 
Uh, you know this, and, uh, and, and he, <laughs> he gives you guys all hope because he didn't break until he was in his fifties. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Not that you can. You need me to come here to be a motivational. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Joe. <laughs> you guys still got a chance. Not that we're old. I still. <laughs> watch they need the, entertainment like at Rick senior Rick. activities all right. day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, we still we have uh haven't watched it in a while, but like I still have all the Friars Club roast DVDs from like. Rickles and Dean Martin and all those. Those were they're still yeah, hilarious. Yeah. I don't care how old I know I'm old. Well yeah. whatever. I think they're all hilarious still to this day. A lot of that some of the comedy is like for the times you wouldn't know what's going yeah, on. But yeah, yeah. a lot of that stuff is timeless. All those good Rickles is like ah, yeah. one of the greatest. For the later years, do you know who will make you piss your pants is Gilbert at those oh, roads. Gilbert is yeah. ridiculous. And you yeah. know, I know you Well, it wasn't planned. He did the last show in Roars Ford, and we had planned it six months before, not knowing we weren't going to get our, our lease renewed, uh, not knowing he was going to pass shortly after. Yeah. Um, but it's so so, uh, and and he he killed both both, and and he did uh he did put a green screen behind him and put Roars Ford behind him, and and he was like you know talking about firing his agent and why is he going to be there? <laughs> right. Have you ever heard of Roars Ford? No, me neither. I can't believe I'm going to be there, but I am. <laughs> right. but dude, it's just wild, right? Yeah. It's just wild, and he. So I, I met him in a lot of the comics up at the Artie Lang show. I was up there for two years, uh, taking one of the comics who was hosting Mike Pachetti, who was hosting there, and uh. I would go back and forth from Staten Island to the thing. I met all these guys in the green room and him, uh, I, I met him and he was completely like just quiet and, and, and then he goes on and he's mm. big, big. And uh, so I, I went and picked, before the pandemic, I opened Soldier Rolls, I booked him in the Poconos and the deal with the agent was I had to go uh, pick him up in Massachusetts. I thought I was picking him up at another gig. Mm. I ended up picking him up at his uh, family's summer home it was like their uh, lake house right and it was cool it had these, the little signs instead of saying like it was just pointing and it would say the last name it would say it said godfrey this way <laughs> so i pick up his wife who i'd met was wearing a late night with seth meyer's shirt and uh i was like hey i don't even remember me i met you at you know Artie lang show and she's like oh yeah, yeah yeah being very nice gilbert comes down now this is friday morning we're doing one show friday night saturday brendan donnegan is going to open for him and then drive him back to Manhattan. So he's really only staying 36 hours, right? His suitcase is bigger than his table. And another one that had all of his merch in it. And he, uh, he looks at his wife and he goes, that's my shirt. <laughs> and that's the reaction I had. I laughed because <laughs> that's what I thought he was doing. And his wife's like, well, do you want it? And he goes, yeah, well, what do you think I'm going to, what about something I'm going to wear this week? I don't know, whatever's in the suitcase. <laughs> like, you really, you already have your clothes on your back. You got to put one outfit on tonight, whatever you're going to wear during the day Saturday, another outfit, which may or may not be the same outfit that you wore Friday night on stage, because you're not only going to be in it for a couple hours. And that's it. Right. Then you're going home. And he's like, yeah. So he made his wife go in the other room, oh. change his shirt, and bring it back and put it. I'm like, oh. dude, that is the greatest thing ever. So... And it was in July, and I'm already had driven three, three and a half hours from South Jersey to Massachusetts to pick him up. Now I got another three and a half, so we're only halfway. It's like a full shift. Shit. He, it was in July, so he's got shorts and a t-shirt on, and he was like, it's really cold in here. So he made me take off the air conditioning, cut it. He falls asleep. Now I'm by myself talking to no one in this hot box. 
Right. And I did one of the, and I and I just went off the side of the road a little bit and hit the ridges. He woke up. He goes, "We should stop for coffee." Right. Yeah. <laughs> and he walks in, and this is like the level of fame he had, because he's more known for his voice and all the uh, voiceovers yeah. he did. But he, I mean, dude, completely, you know, famous. The lady behind the counter goes, "Oh my goodness." It's you. <laughs> and I was like, I'm just going to shut up and listen and see how he handles this. Because I'm not going to talk for him. Like, I want to see how he handles it. He just goes, yep, and walks to the bathroom. <laughs> and she looks at me. She goes, tell me. Who is that? And I'm, and I'm like, enjoying this way too much. Right. And I was like, it's Gilbert Godfrey. She goes, yes. I'm like, you wouldn't have gotten that. Right. Yeah. And then he, um, he signs autographs after the show. And he told me, he's like, listen, you just gotta, you gotta get um, silver and gold Sharpies. It's the thing that goes best with my pictures. Dude, I'm freaking out. My mind's wandering. I'm like worrying about jokes and hosting and everything else. It's right before he's getting about to get off stage. I'm like, I forgot to get the Sharpie. Oh my God. Dude, I opened up to set it all up like uh, like a snake, like one of those, fi- like, you know, it pops out. Two dozen Sharpies. Shit. He does this every weekend. <laughs> Jesse, I forgot. Chris, I forgot. Just forget. Yeah. And, like, and all of a sudden, before you know it, he's got two dozen Sharpies. Right. But he was just trying to see, oh, can I get two more? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joel will get them for me. I'll get them. I'll yeah. get them. It's hilarious, dude. He probably yeah. wanted that shirt because it smelled like his wife wanted to take it with him. <laughs> That's a good take. Yeah. It's a good take. Rest in peace. But he, dude, he destroyed... And I'm so glad that oh, ended up being our last show. Yeah, sorry, I missed yeah. that. And people, well, people were like, "Oh my God, he's filthy! I can't, I can't go to that show, dude. He's a legend." Yeah, yeah, you know, absolutely. And he was named like one of the top hundred comics of all time. Okay. You know, and it's just like, do you know the joke he does with the aristocrats? Yeah, I, I uh, yeah, I, I was I, trying to tell these guys about it. It's like the dirtiest joke ever told, and yeah. Man, what do you know about that? Uh, I, I know that a lot of people talk about it. They even did a documentary right, about it. Documentary, and there's different yeah. versions and stuff like that. But, uh, but yeah, man, he's great. <laughs> yeah. he, I was just curious if he did it. I wasn't, you know. I'm yeah, no, I mean, he did a lot of new stuff. He did a couple of the hits. Um, but uh, but he just mur- he murdered. Right, I'm sure. And, he kills. Yeah. Right. Another one we lost, of course, one of my favorites, Norm McDonald. You know, oh, Norm? God, yeah. Never met him, um, but knew a lot. Of, and I was actually working on a date and talking to the agent about getting him. Shit. It was definitely on my wish list. Uh, but talking to people that know him, like, he was one of the guys, like, he made comics laugh. Right. Like, right. And, and, like, comics that say that he's the funniest guy. Right. <laughs> just the way he talked about, they talked about him. Like, he was just a great guy. And I know guys that wrote for him. Is he had a uh, show on Comedy Central and just so funny, man. Got Saget. Never met him. Lost him too. Yeah, mm-hmm. but but they said with uh, Norm Macdonald was you never knew he was sick. Right. And every time someone would die, you'd be like, oh, I never knew he was sick. Right. And meanwhile, he was talking about himself. Yeah. yeah. Which is the craziest thing. That is wow. pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned wish list. Uh, is there like? the guy that you're like i would do anything to get that guy at my club got anybody like that that you oh man i don't know man i uh i'm working on uh i don't know yeah it's uh i don't know <laughs> uh, yeah it's a we'll have to figure that out okay that's a good question you put me on the spot <laughs> yeah um yeah we'll we'll have to see what happens man i would love uh i would love to get them all right yeah Sure, the law come through. Like, did 
because I am all into comedy, the names just that I think of who I've seen there and who comes there, it just blows my mind, dude. It's just that mostly that they're coming so close to my house. You know, yeah. I, mean, I don't have to go to Philly or Reading has a lot of shows or Bethlehem or whatever. They're coming to my neighborhood. Yeah. Like yeah. when you were at the Westover, we seen Dice. He was a mile from my house. Right. right. Andrew, Andrew Dice Clay was one mile from my house. Yeah. And that shit just blows my mind. You hardly remember the show. Oh, yeah. I was like <laughs> waste. Well, dude, and the funniest thing about that was uh, it was uh, the first Friday in January of 2021. And uh, my phone, and I already had Eleanor Carrigan, who was engaged and, and, uh, and open for him for years, was like, hey, do you, do you mind if I give Dice your number? And I'm like, yeah, my number is on every flyer. Right. And, you know, get phone calls, all that. What's one more? And uh, then all of a sudden, Friday, and, oh, and, and I just booked Brewer, and the agent was like, Dice isn't traveling because he's, uh, he's a germaphobe, which is true. Then my phone goes off, and it says, uh, Beverly Hills. And I'm like, dude, I'm going to answer this phone and be like, have you updated uh, your car's warranty? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, this is BS. Beverly Hills. Uh-huh. And he goes, Joel, it's Dice. Oh, did Eleanor tell you I was going to call or is this a surprise dude I, I want to be like I'm in the middle of a show right now <laughs> it's not a good time for me dude I ran so fast out of the dome right and we hadn't mon- made money November December and January and uh, he was the first comic that uh, that brought us out right. of the red into the black oh really and we did two, Tuesday Wednesday and Thursday it was cool because it was James Madden's birthday that Thursday and we ended up going to the Trap Tavern. It was because there was no... Uh, that was the only kitchen during the pandemic that was open that late right. after a show. Right. Yeah, it was crazy. You're like, 10 o'clock, what is it, 2 in the morning? You're like, yeah. I just want to get a meal. Right. And they go, sit down and the, the bartender was like, brings us our drinks. And he goes, how was the show? And he walked away and uh, I go, did anybody tell them that we're from Soul Joel's? And he's like, no, I just said it was James Madden birthday, but that's it. Like, it was not who he is, just... We want to celebrate my friend's birthday. How how late is his kitchen open? Right. So he comes over. I'm like, dude, did, did, did you know we were from Soul Joel's? He goes, no. I didn't have to. He goes, everybody in this restaurant's from Soul Joel's. <laughs> oh, yeah? He goes, we were packed on a random Tuesday and Wednesday. We haven't been packed since 2019. No shit. Since oh. before the pandemic on a Tuesday and Wednesday. We didn't know why. And when we found out, it was because of your, he goes, we've been following your club. And uh, we appreciate your business. And we're like, dude, we, that was like, it was like 12 minutes away. Right. And we were affecting them. And it's like, that's yeah. how much, like, we helped other small businesses. And that was like a really cool feeling. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, Dice was crazy. And dude, it was, it was snowing. And I had to pay him in advance. And I was like, oh my God, like, if we had to cancel the show or whatever. Uh, right. Yeah. And uh, he's like, we're doing it. And it was like a snow globe, like yeah. snowing in the back. And he's up there. Yeah. All bundled up, and yeah. I'm like, dude, he's a trooper, man. Yeah, he's wild. It was awesome, man. He's a I'm, wild boy. I was so happy he did the nursery rhymes at the end. Oh, and lets people. He, that's the only time yeah. he lets people tape them. Okay. It's because he's told them a thousand, okay. thousands of times. Yeah, I told him thousands of times too. That's how I got to yeah. ninth <laughs> grade. Do you hear the explosion when he does them? Yeah, people go nuts like they lost their minds. You feel like you're at a rock concert. That's exactly like. What I was thinking, it's like he's a rock star. He is the first rock star comic. Yeah. Much. And he has his hits. Like, that's his... That's his thing. You know, Mother Goose is his stairway to heaven. Yeah. You know? This was fun, boys. Yeah, man. Uh, 
what do you got coming up that you want to tell the people about? So, uh, this is crazy, man. Uh, this is all coming together. But uh, the last Saturday in January, okay, we have a cardio kickboxing class. Okay. Then we have the drag brunch. Okay. All right. And then we have uh, late in the afternoon, different room, all ages magic show. Uh, and I tell people, uh, John Cassidy is one of the best. He's been doing it for like 30 years. He's like a Disney movie. Everything he's saying is for the adults. It keeps the adults' attention. And then he's a Guinness Book World Record for the uh, fastest balloons. He blows them up and, and, and does all this stuff. That's all for the kids. Okay. But he keeps generations from grandparents to parents to kids entertained right. for an hour and a half himself. No openers. He, he does everything. Right. It's amazing. This is like the fifth time he's been at our place. Okay. Then Vic DiBatetto. <laughs> oh, wow. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Vic. And then the, uh, then the uh, Hot Sauce Junkies with uh, CJ Santangelo is uh, okay. a band. They're, uh, they're performing after that. Anybody that buys a ticket to uh, see Vic, that's the after party. Oh, no shit. So we got five events in one night. Right. And yeah. that's, like, that's what I'm most proud of. It's like utilizing that space. And it's like no matter what you're into, if you're not into comedy, you have music and magic and drag brunch and, yeah. and we're going to work out for uh, the new year's resolutions we got yeah. that and she's like one of those things you talk about all the comics that have made it and that i've worked with this girl uh christina dorner she has a, a place in sellersville okay and but uh it's, it's her that's where she lives and she started her own studio her home studio in her basement okay but my place was the first place she did a beach workout over the pandemic and then she did it in uh she made it on the today show and her followers tripled. She's got like 60,000 oh, subscribers on YouTube. Okay. So she did her first one in November. We did a step aerobics like, uh, like Richard Simmons. It was right. old school. <laughs> she had people from New York, New Jersey, Maryland, Delaware, wow. Michigan, and uh, Toronto, like Canada. Right, right. And I'm like, all just to do this. Dude, a lady from Michigan goes, I'm missing my anniversary with my husband right now for step i'm like is this about to be some single white female yeah. like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i can't believe i'm being in the same room with her i'm like i can't yeah. believe we're having this conversation right but so she's doing it and it's like it's so cool man to put this all together and uh then ben bailey we just set another date oh, with him so he was the weekend before um gilbert so he did the second to last and he wants to come back so it's been a year and a half but he uh he he had a, he, I, I told him like all your friends have been here. He was like, "What they say about me?" <laughs> and he forgot that like he I, I had this whole spread, and uh, he was like, "What is this?" And I go, "It's your rider." And he goes, "Oh my god!" It was the first show he did since before the pandemic. He had forgotten about it. Oh uh, right. And he had all these this, these juices. It was so much that the the ingredients that Wegmans had two different juices with all the ingredients, but I had to go to a special place to get it. Mm-hmm. And it was just to see. It was like the the infamous red M and M's. Like he just right. wanted to see if like I cared. <laughs> he goes, "You're such a good dude." He goes, "I didn't even know." Like it right. just made that impression. So he wants to come back. That's awesome. And tickets are flying, Check man. That off. But he goes, "Who's here next weekend?" And I go, "Gilbert." He had the best Gilbert story. So he did a celebrity cash cab. Okay. And he said tears rolling down his face. Gilbert was just making him laugh all day more than anybody. But he was so fucking filthy <laughs> that he had to go. Dude, 
Gilbert, <laughs> could we just drive around the block again? And right. we do that again, this time less language. Right, right. He goes, you think I give a flying fuck if this ends up on TV, Ben? <laughs> yeah. And he was just like, I'm not doing it. Like, he just, again, that was like a car. It was, that was just for him. Right. He yeah, was yeah, just yeah. doing it because out of a favor because he's friends with him. Right, right. And I'm like, dude, that is so funny. And that's it was like, awesome. that's what I love. That, uh, before the pandemic, that's, uh, during the pandemic, that's what I miss most is like this i miss this like just sitting around and hearing those stories right, it's like yeah. it's priceless just to hear stories from these comics yeah and doing the road or doing shows or having relationships and you're like dude ne if i wouldn't have said that he would have never said that story no but that story was so priceless yeah 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 it's pretty cool and then we got brewer coming back brewer yeah, coming man. back oh, it's gonna be great love brewer. yep yep yeah. so go to souljoles.com follow us on instagram follow us on facebook and uh we appreciate you guys, man. Right. And appreciate you letting us use the Melody Room to do the open mics, man. It's yeah. a good time. Yeah. yeah. Always a good time. Tuesday nights. So. Four, we have four walls and indoor plumbing. That's Come right. check us out. That's so, right. And an open bar. Or not yeah. an open bar. Open bar. That's yeah. not, that's, yeah, yeah. That sounds like it's free. No, he has a full bar. Full bar, yeah. Full Thank bar. you. I'm no, sorry. Let it, me, let me uh, correct that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And People the drinks are reasonably right. priced. Believe me. Yeah, believe me. All right. Well, Joe, thanks for... Joining us on our and being our very first guest, we really appreciate. Thank you. It. Yeah, thanks, man. And uh, huge. All right, folks, we'll see you up at Soul Joel's Tuesday night open mic. Thanks for joining us tonight. Thanks for subscribing. And uh, we just broke a hundred the other day. We want to thank everybody. Our team's working hard, getting us, trying to get us our names out there, and uh, you know, tell your crumb friends to check us out. And all right, we'll see you next week. Later.